0: Every team, every topic,
1: everywhere, this
0: is Believe.
1: This is why I love Believe, man, because they give us all these great guests. So many former players, former quarterbacks, former college athletes, man. We are going to keep it going here. Welcome to another episode of Believe in the Houston Texans. I am one part of your squad, Ruben Calvillo, joined by the handsome man Harley Dugan. We are giving you an early episode. But first, we are brought to you by Bet Online. The holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting midseason form. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports rager and info. With up to the minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, Bet Online is the top spot for everything pro
0: and amateur sports. And not just the big four, Bet Online has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that's played. That's from MMA to international soccer. Head to the Bet Online today, and remember to use our promo code Believe B L E A V for your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts
1: where the game starts guys welcome to this very early episode um cool kid ass is tank gonna be out i saw that D'Amico ryan said he's trying to play i'm not sure what's going on
0: do you have any info on that uh they just said that they were doing some imaging on his calf Mm. Um, so who knows? Uh I don't think it's anything that serious. I'll say that. Um, mm-hmm. they did say that Tink didn't look like he was limping or anything. So um by they I mean local media here mm-hmm. in Houston. Um they didn't see him limping or anything. We'll definitely find out more tomorrow. Thursday is always a good indicative of who's gonna be playing on Sunday mm-hmm. for the injury report. So um, but Noah Brown practiced. It. Yeah, hey, I'll take anything video? I can get back.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, excited for him to be back. I mean, two big games, back to back, 150 yard performances. The only other two Houston Texans wide receivers to do it. The GOAT himself, Andre Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins. Speaking of the GOAT, the semifinalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Harley, how do
0: you feel about the GOAT, man? Potentially getting in. I mean, shouldn't even be potential. He should be, he should get in. He this get is Andre Johnson. This is, should be an easy decision, in my opinion. Um, Andre has got just a lot of accolades besides the biggest one in terms of playoff production and Super Bowls. And, you know, you can't really go that hard against him when the Houston Texans just started as a, as a team and, Didn't have a lot to go for, but Andre Johnson was always that guy for us Mm -hmm. as Texans fans. Uh, He is more than just your your Houston Texan great. Like this guy is renowned across the NFL, and there are former players that will tell you how great of a wide receiver Andre Johnson was, how he carried himself in the locker room as just this kind of like the Undertaker, you know, that quiet leader in the locker room, but can be vocal when you need him to. That's what Andre Johnson reminds me of. One H-Town legend to another. That was fantastic.
1: Shout out to The Undertaker. You know, he used to scare me as a kid. That one episode (laughs) on Friday Night Smackdown when he came out of the casket and scared Randy Orton, I was terrified for weeks. Shout out to CM Punk coming back, man. Look Hmm. at my eyes. What do you see? This weekend, Harley... Oh, some more breaking news. Titus Howard out for the year. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: And, you know, (laughs) it... Pains me that he got hurt at left guard. And I don't want to see anyone throw any slander at Titus Howard or complain and moan about the contract. This dude has done everything he has been asked, going all the way back to Bill O'Brien, playing all over the offensive line. We know he's a natural right tackle going all the way back to his times at Alabama State. But he steps up and plays wherever The Houston Texans need him to. It really sucks that Titus Howard got hurt, but expecting a big season next year.
0: Yeah, I am too. Uh, Titus Howard, again, I think he hit it on the head there. I mean, any type of criticism that people are going to throw at him, it's because he's playing left guard. It's not because he's playing his natural position, right tackle. We all know he's not a left guard. We all know this. Apparently, the Houston Texans like what they saw from George Fant, and they want to keep the best five Mm -hmm. available out there in their offensive line. So, you know, kudos to Titus Howard for playing out of position, not, you know, uh, for Nick Casario's quote, bitching and moaning about it, you know, and went out there been a good soldier for us. So, yeah, I appreciate what he's done. It sucks that he got, you know, a season-ending surgery. Hope everything comes back next year stronger, better, and back at right tackle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And guys,
1: we're going to welcome in our guy, Patrick, co-host of Let's Ride on the Eve Network, Broncos Country. Let's ride. Welcome
2: to Houston Texans. First of all, how's it going, man? It is good. Uh, I just got off the call with Chris. Uh, We were recording our game preview episode. I'm happy to jump in here. Thanks for inviting me. Um, I'm feeling good, man, on a five-game win streak. What can I say? Mm.
1: Five game win streak, and you know that's nothing new to the Texans, right? We ended a four-game win streak a couple yep. of weeks ago to the you know to the Cincinnati Bengals. But I wanted to ask you about Sean Payton because his story this year, I mean, it's crazy. You trade a first round, then I believe you swap second and thirds next year. Yep. yep. And he goes to having this quote that everyone goes crazy about the worst coaching job I seen was last year get 70 put
2: on him and now you're on a five game winning streak yeah yeah i mean dude that's that's the way it goes in the nfl sometimes man and and you know I'll, i'll be honest when i heard about uh when i heard about the trade going on i knew they were looking into him Uh, There were some other guys that were at the top of the list. D'Amico was definitely one of those guys that was at the top of my list. Uh, Mm. Really happy that he ended up in Houston in a good situation. But (laughs) I'm fine with settling for Sean Payton and that trade. Historically, when you trade for coaches, it generally works out pretty good. Um, And Sean Payton was just one of those dudes that, you know, going from Nathaniel Hackett last year to Sean Payton now this year, it's been pretty refreshing for me. Mm. The 70 point game was tough. Uh, I definitely shed a few tears. Uh, definitely <laughs> questioned why am I a fan of this team again? Um, But they restored my faith and mm. I, I feel so good about it. I feel like Russell Wilson is playing very good football right now. Uh, I feel like Sean Payton is doing a very good job at calling games from an offensive standpoint. And man, the turnaround that Vance Joseph has had, from giving up 70 points and losing by 50 to now having one of the most insane streaks of defensive turnovers that we have ever seen in the NFL, I, I feel pretty good, man. I, I feel pretty good. But this is this is a Texan show, so mm. I want to give some love really quick to the Texans. What CJ, Str- oh. CJ Str- Some Str- love. Some love. I'm gonna I'm gonna spread some love here. CJ Stroud, one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch from this draft cycle, is still one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch. I am so happy that the Houston Texans have a good quarterback again because that franchise deserves to have a good quarterback. Mm. I'm so happy that D'Amico Ryans is there because that dude is a great coach and he deserves to be in a good spot. And he's a player's coach, man. I love player's coaches. Uh, So I'm happy, man. I'm, I'm very happy.
1: Shout out to the Jags fans in here, man. Get away from
0: us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, we like to have fun. We love to have some fun on the podcast. Appreciate you. Throwing some love, darn. Throwing some love to H Town, by the way. Always. Um, we, we, we're gonna be six and five against the six and five team, man. Both teams are hungry. Who do you yeah. think's hungrier? That's really what it's gonna come down to.
2: Man, that that's a good question. Um, I, I think right now. The way that the playoffs are shaken up, um, I I feel like it's it's pretty even in in the terms of of hungriness. Mm. Um, You know, both teams are six and five and and we're kind of looking at, you know, we're looking at Buffalo. uh, We're looking at Kansas City. We're seeing Mm. those guys struggle. And both of these teams are having success when it matters. And I, I think both teams are really hungry. Uh, for Houston, this, is, this is a long time coming, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they want that division title. They don't just want the playoffs. They want the division title. Um, so yeah, you're going to have to, you're going to have to chase after the Jags and there's still a lot of football left. And for the Broncos, it's, it's kind of that same deal. You know, you've, you've watched the chiefs run the division for the last however many years you just broke a 16 game streak against mm-hmm. one of the, the toughest teams in the NFL. And now you're watching them struggle while you're having success. I think for in terms of hunger, both teams are equally as hungry.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, 100% agree. This has now became a must-win for both squads. Yeah. And I want to ask you, what was the turning point for the Denver Broncos? Because I'm looking here, it was you know a kind of rough stretch your first couple of weeks, of mm-hmm. one and five, and then you go on this amazing you know run. What was the turning point because two win, I mean, two losses came after the 70 bomb by Miami.
2: Yeah. And, and I mean, that 70 point or the 70 point game, that is one of those situations where in, in football we say you, you kind of got you kind of need to get punched in the mouth. Um, mm. You know, losing to the Jets, that was one punch in the mouth. Uh, losing those games early on to the Raiders and the commanders. those are also, you know those are just little jabs. Losing to the Jets was a full- on left hook and then getting a 70 burger put on you is the uppercut right mm. and now you got to lick your wounds you got to get up there's still a lot of football left the the season isn't won in the first you know 4 to 6 weeks the season's won in the last 12 weeks of the season that's where your season is won and f- for the the turning point for the broncos really i think came when we beat the chiefs when that streak ended that was like Whoa! Hang on a second. We got something going because it, it, that streak. Let me tell you, from a fan's perspective, that streak was awful to watch. Every single game, it was like, "All right, well, how many points are they going to put up put up on us this time? You know, how how what crazy thing is Patrick Mahomes going to do this time?" And even last season, I watched I watched us be down like twenty one to three, still managed to fight back, take the lead late in the game, and we still lost. So it was like, great. <laughs> Well, like it's just going to go on forever at this point. But when they beat the Chiefs, when you when you take down big brother, mm. that <laughs> that right there lights a spark. And I think, you know, for for all the struggles that they went through defensively, with for all the struggles that Russell Wilson had early on in the season, Sean Payton being Sean Payton, the, the big hoss that he was down. in, I feel like a lot of people don't remember the kind of team that he ran in New Orleans. He was the team who was punching people mm-hmm. in the mouth. He was the team that was like, hey, we're the underdogs. I'll show you what an underdog is, mm-hmm. right? And now they've kind of taken that identity. And each week, they're getting a little bit better at one thing. And I, I, I said this to Chris a couple weeks ago. They're playing playoff football in the regular season. It's not pretty. We're not we're not putting up 300 points a game or 300 yards a game. We're, we're not doing that. We're, we're running the ball, we're controlling the clock, we're making smart decisions and we're playing lights out defense. That's playoff football. That's how you win football games. So uh, the turning point, Chiefs game, that's it.
0: Yeah. Oof, man. You know,
2: <laughs> you talk about Russell
0: Wilson a lot and we all know what's going on with the aura that he has entered with Denver and the man. Broncos what is it like to have that energy there? Because it feels like it's been such a roller coaster for the past two years with y'all. There's been just everyone, let's throw all the nails and glass and shards at Russell Wilson. And now it's kind of like, huh, looking at his recent games. I mean, last five games on the winning streak, man, eight tutties, no interceptions, Mm -hmm. regardless of points being scored. You are 5-0, and oh and you're not turning the ball over, and that's yeah. always what you want to do. What's up right now with you, man?
2: Well, you know, the the biggest thing is that Russ is playing smart football. Um, mm. and, and, you know, you mentioned no turnovers uh, or no interceptions. He had the fumble last week. He's had yeah. a couple of fumbles during this streak, but, you know, we'll, we'll take that. Um, but, you know, the biggest thing is that he's just making smart decisions at the line. Um one of the things that we saw last year with Nathaniel Hackett was taking too long to get the playoff, right? If you're, if you're taking too long to get the playoff huddle's not going to break on time. Uh, you're, you're going to face a lot of delay game penalties, false starts because guys are, are getting anxious before the snap. And when you go from yes, the worst coaching job in NFL history, we'll say it, 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 <laughs> it was out there before Sean Payton said it. To what sean payton does as far as details Mm -hmm. as far as play calls as far as uh checks as far as uh audibles russell wilson those first few weeks was kind of struggling with getting into that groove and now he's kind of getting into a, a mastery of it we hear if if people i pray that people just watch the games and listen for what Russ is doing because he gets up to the line and he's making his calls based on what the defense is giving him and what he's seeing. And that's, to me, that's not training wheels. That's not holding his hand. That's a quarterback doing a quarterback's job. You get two plays. If you don't like the first one, Hey, kill, kill, can, can, whatever you want, get to the second one. That is, that's not just Russell Wilson. That is Sean Payton. That's Sean Payton's details. That's Sean Payton's play calling. That's everything that they're doing in the film room. And this is going to be one of their tougher games uh, going up against a a team that, like you said, is hungry. Uh, They have a lot to prove and the Broncos have a lot to prove as well. Sean Payton's done a good job as far as, you know, humbling Russ saying, Hey, you're, you're not the chef anymore. Mm. You're, you're the sous chef. Mm. Okay. Go, go chop my onions, go chop my celery, prepare everything else. Let me be the cook. All right. And Russ had to take a step back and say, you know what? You're right.
1: Is that what you think he needed?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, last year he was, it it was a battle last Mm -hmm. year. And I don't feel like a lot of people like looked into the articles that came out on the athletic and what they were saying it, it, they were running two different offensive schemes last year. You had Hackett's scheme and you had Russ's scheme and Russ would kind of try to do things uh, on a week to week basis and be like, Hey, I think this is going to work. And then try to install. Doesn't work like that. You, you can't just do that from a coaching aspect. You absolutely can. You can say, Hey, we're going to wrinkle this and we're going to change this and, and, you know, whatever. But when you're running two different schemes and guys are on two different, completely mm-hmm. different you know, pages, it's not going to work. So, what Russ needed was someone to come in and say, Hey, shut up, sit down, watch the film, and do what I say. And now we're seeing the product of it. It's just good football. And you know,
1: you bring them that Chiefs game being one of your biggest. I think your recent victory against the Browns, yeah, was, was a statement mm-hmm. win. I mean, 29 points against the Miles Garrett-led Browns defense. That is just insane. Who? You created who? Oh? oh who. Oh, the miles. Uh, I,
2: he didn't do he, he, he was shut down he was shut down that game yeah no nah, miles is miles is a game record man but yeah that that win was that win was crazy because i i definitely did not see that coming Ooh. at all um i i saw a defense that was very stout but uh the biggest thing man zach streif the broncos rookie offensive line coach veteran offensive lineman in the nfl he has completely switched the mentality of this offensive line. They're nasty now mm. and you gotta you gotta be nasty when you go against a nasty defense. Browns are a nasty defense. They pushed them around and they were physical and that that's been the biggest shift man is is your your mentality going into each game where you know you could shake in your boots all you want. I was shaking in my boots before the Bills game. I was shaking mm. in my boots before the Browns game they calm me down. Okay. Uh, I see someone say Sean Payton runs a West Coast offense Air Coryell all yeah. day. Mm. It's Air Coryell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Nobody knows Air Coryell San Diego Chargers the so lay back win. <laughs> so Dan Fouts quarterback so anyway, Yeah. for Coryell system anyway. Um um uh, <laughs> I was going to I forgot my question. Oh anyway, no. Points actually. Yeah. Um so you were talking about points then you know, they've, they've won the nitty gritty kind of games. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you think the Denver Broncos are going to, can they keep up with the Houston Texans offensively? Just put it verbatim.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Well, you know, looking over my notes from, uh, from these last four games that Houston has had, they've allowed 300 plus yards the last four games, uh, 26 points per game, but only a hundred plus rushing yards once. Okay. So, What does that mean? Well, the Broncos are one of the better teams in the league at running the ball. I still expect them to run the ball quite a bit because that's Sean Payton. Got to run the ball, baby. But I feel like this is an opportunity for the Broncos to open up the pass game. Mm. You've got a team. uh, You're going against a defense that has allowed quite a few passing yards over the last four games. This is a team that does have holes. Yeah, Derek Stingley is a great player. Uh, You know, he's still... Coming back, he does have to stay healthy. But you know, Cortland Sutton is on a red hot streak. Um, and you guys brought Desmond King back and there's Steven Nelson. It's gonna, it is. I hope it's a shootout, but Mm. I feel like it's gonna be one of those games where it's just gonna be another week of hey, we're gonna run, we're gonna run, now we're gonna pass. Let's just get into third and manageable, and then we're gonna control the clock. So I think is I think this is gonna be as far as points go, maybe 23, 27 points tops. Mm. Um, I I don't see it being like a 35, you know, 35 to 28 game. I don't, I don't see it being any really any higher than that, but I think that this is just going to be one of those Sean Payton games where he's just going to run the ball. He's going to try and run the ball as much as he can. The last four games, Tampa Bay ran it 31 times. Jacksonville ran it 30 times since he ran it 16, Arizona ran it 25 times. I mean, there's, they're running the ball quite a bit. The run defense is kind of holding up. But that pass defense, man. Mm-hmm. This has to be the game that Sean Payton says, "All right, Russ. Now, now you can, now you can cook. Now mm. we can open up the playbook. Let's get Marvin Mims involved. Let's get Jerry Judy involved because we haven't. Let's. This is the game. The cat tower back there. Yeah, those are my boys. They, they <laughs> they're with me every episode.
1: Yeah. No. Um. I I think it's gonna be a my opinion a high scoring game. Right. Our sure. secondary has been beat up. What we Having been strong in is yards after the catch. I mean, mm-hmm. we've, we have been allowing these receivers, these tight ends, <sighs> 25, 30 yards after the catch. And I do potentially see this being a shootout because C J. shot just does not go away, whatever you throw at him. Um, yeah. I want to know how you think your secondary matches up against our wide receiving core. It's either going to be Nico Collins. Tank Dale, uh, we get back Robert Woods today in practice to yeah. 150 yard performances back to back weeks, and Noah then tie it in Dalton. I'm sorry, yes, Noah Brown,
2: yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, I, I want to make it known I said before the season that the the Houston Texans have one of the sneakier wide receiver rooms. Mm. This is one of my favorite wide receiver When I was looking at this team on paper before the season, I was like, man, it. Tank Dell, that was one of my guys. Nico mm. Collins, that's one of my guys. Robert Woods, you got the savvy vet in there. Uh, Noah Brown coming over from Dallas. This is going to be a good – this is going to be a fun team to watch. And, oh, lo and behold, they're a fun team to watch offensively. Um, it, how, how do I feel like the Broncos' secondary uh, matches up? You know, yeah, I did see someone say that Tank Dell had a minor calf issue. Mm-hmm. He went in for you know from practice. I think he's still trying to play from what I've heard. But mm. – uh, Even still, that's a weapon. This is going to be a tough matchup for the Broncos. Uh, Pat Sertan, he's Pat. That's PS2, baby. He's one of the best in the league at what he does. Uh, But Jaquan McMillan, he's been playing really, really well as of late. Fabian Moreau is only allowing a 57.9 passer rating when he's thrown to. That was one of the bigger changes that Vance Joseph made that has kind of really sprung this defense forward is changing from Damari Mathis and Essang Bassi to uh, Fabian Moreau and Jaquan McMillan that has been the biggest key so I I really really like this matchup I think for the most part it's pretty even but I'm going to give the edge to Houston mm. because it's this is still a group that's been playing together all season long Broncos secondary has not been playing together all season long PJ Locke is you know had his game back from injury last week he balled out. He had a great game. He was Chris's player of the game. Um, But you still like, you still got to account for everybody. Love Justin Simmons, love PJ Locke, love all those guys in that secondary. I feel like this is a a pretty even matchup, but I'm going to give that slight edge to the Texans wide receiver.
0: Who do you think PS2 shadowing, man? He's a a guy that follows the number one guy. We don't really got a number one guy. We've got people that have performed like wide receiver ones. Yeah. I'm actually quite interested. Do you think he follows someone like Tank Dell? Because mm. Tank is just – I know the image – he's got the calf thing. He's going yeah. in for imaging. Um, it's just he's so explosive. You know, Eliminating him could really help you defensively. Where do you yeah. think he follows?
2: Well, that's tough. You know, uh, Pat has – Pat has kind of followed the number one. Like it's been hit and miss whether it's uh, sometimes it depends on, um, on down and distance. Uh, Sometimes it depends on if that number one is on field or on boundary. Um, He'll, uh, he'll, he'll sometimes follow, but um, unless it's like a, like a true, true number one guy, he, you know, You'll probably see him on Nico quite a bit because Nico's okay. the bigger, uh, more physical wide receiver. I honestly like the matchup between Tank and Jaquan McMillan. I think that that is going to be a fun one to watch. Uh, maybe they'll switch it up for, uh, you know, maybe they'll switch it up and put Moreau inside uh, if, they, if they have Robert Woods playing that slot like he does a lot of the time. Um, I, I, that's a good question. I, I think that you s- will probably see PS2 matched up with Nico for the majority of the game let you know Jaquan's playing great defense right now he's playing really really well uh very disciplined um we could even see you know maybe even a guy like PJ Locke, or maybe they match Justin Simmons up with a guy like Robert Woods who knows but uh Vance has done a pretty good job of mixing his coverages over the season going with a good healthy mix of zone and man uh the the Blitz pressures have been great but I I definitely think that we see Jaquan McMillan matched up with Tank Dell if he is a full go. Mm.
1: I wanted to switch sides to the ball. Denver's Broncos D-line, four sacks last week uh, against the Browns. Houston yeah. Texans O-line just lost Titus Howard for the year. It will be Larry Tunso LT, who struggled on Sunday. Juice yeah. Scruggs, who his his first action was last week. Then Michael Dieter, Shaq Mason, and and, uh, and George Fant. How do you yeah. think your D-line matches up against our O-line?
2: Man, uh, Zach Allen has been playing absolutely uh terrifying football as of late um he has just been an absolute beast inside uh Baron Browning coming back there's a reason that we're on this five game streak Mm. and I I think that a lot of people should be watching 56 on the Broncos defensive line because that dude is I'm not going to say that he's Von Miller 2.0 but he has the athleticism he's got the size he's got the speed he's got the burst Uh, a lot of those same pass rush moves that guy is a is becoming a game record jonathan cooper is another guy who has been playing lights out this season nick benito is going to be playing kind of this hybrid pass rush uh maybe spy role that he's been playing these last few weeks um and then dj jones has been playing really well inside mike purcell is one of the better run stuffers in the league uh our run defense last in the league obviously that miami game is going to haunt us because we give up almost 275 yards of rushing you're going to be last for a while um but i i I like this matchup for the broncos i'm definitely going to give it to the broncos because of how they've been playing as of late uh baron browning coming back and creating pressure has been a huge catalyst for the way that the rest of the defense has has been playing if we think back to those no fly zone days Why was that secondary so Mm. successful? They were so successful because they were creating pressure and they were getting to the quarterback. And that's what we've kind of seen during this stretch. Jonathan Cooper, seventh round pick. He's making a name for himself. Nick Benito has been coming around after a terrible rookie season. And Baron Browning has been a freak coming back from his injury. I think that this is going to be a big game for the Houston offensive line. They really need to get their stuff Mm -hmm. together, especially with Howard being out. Um, but I definitely like this matchup with the Broncos pass rush.
0: How do you think we are gonna get running the ball, man? You got Javante Williams and company. I know the Houston Texans have struggled against yeah. the run, and yeah. we don't have a lot of depth there. Um, we we do as much as we can. I appreciate everyone that has, like Khalil Davis, you yeah. know, former guy from another football league just comes in, yeah, stop the system. Football. And he's been playing absolutely phenomenal for us. Uh, But regardless, zero sacks last week against the Jaguars. There's a lack of pass rush. We did add Derek Barnett. Hopefully something happens there. You know, I know he was a potential guy for some other teams that were looking around for him. But the run game overall for y'all, I'm – not happy as a Texans
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I mean and I when I was looking back at these games man I mean you see teams when you see teams run you know 30 plus times right you kind of expect them to be in that 100 100 plus range and you know these teams have not done well outside of Arizona getting 120 Um, (laughs) for the, the key to success for the Broncos offense is you know throw the ball but you got to be able to give Javante at least 20 carries a game. That is our rule of thumb. Javante gets 20 carries. Generally, you'll get a win. Uh, that, that's kind of the way that it's been. Um, I, I really like the way that Sean Payton has kind of mixed up his calls via, uh, you know, depending on the game and the opponent against Buffalo. It was a lot of zone. Hey, we're going to go outside zone. Uh, we're going to throw in some, you know, some duo. We're going to throw in some inside zone. And then you go into the Cleveland game and all of a sudden it's, oh, we're running gap. We're running trap. We're running power. This is completely different. Having that versatility to be able to mix up your run calls and you know get guys like Javante and uh, and McLaughlin involved and, and then P. Ryan out of the backfield has been massive. I think that this is going to be a tough matchup for Houston. Uh, I fully expect uh, Sean Payton to run the ball Probably, we'll, we might see 27, 28 carries uh, total from the offense. I would like to see maybe around 30, 32. Uh, but 20 of those have to be for Javante. I feel good about our run game. Uh, like I said, physical up front, mm. we're pushing guys around. We're definitely you know not letting teams handle us. Uh, Minnesota is probably the exception. They only ran the ball, I think, 25 times in that game total. uh, You need 20 for Javante alone. So I feel good about it. I think it's going to be a little more pass happy, but uh, if I was a betting man, I would probably bet on Sean Payton running the ball quite a bit.
1: Mm. Last one for me, you brought up C.J. Stroud earlier and how you liked him during the draft. What about him? You know, did you like and did you think it was QB1 or did you think Bryce one was QB1?
2: No, uh, I absolutely thought C.J. Stroud was uh, QB2 for me. Uh, my QB one was Anthony Richardson mm. uh, for me personally. And, and that was because I saw the, I saw the blend of speed, athleticism, the the arm talent, the accuracy that he did have at times. And I felt like he kind of got screwed over by his offensive coordinator over there in Florida. Uh, I think that Anthony Richardson is very good, but outside of that, you know, the, when we're comparing the the number one and number two, CJ Stroud, I had CJ Stroud way over Bryce Young Uh, it's his poise, his ability. I mean, some of his throws that he was making at Ohio State were absolutely bonkers. Uh, you know, throwing from the right hash to outside the numbers on the left side on a dot that is something that is hard to do unless you have a ridiculous amount of arm strength and accuracy. This is the dude that I watched over and over and over people just give him the Justin Fields tag you know oh he's Mm. another ohio state quarterback Mm. uh he's not going to do anything he you know all he does is this all he does is that no what he does is he carves up defenses meticulously uh before the draft i said if 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 he can replicate what he did against georgia in the college football playoff every game in the nfl he's going to be a really successful quarterback (laughs) Mm. what what has he done he's he's been really really good uh, there, there's still obviously things that he can improve upon. Uh, he's ranked 27th and on, in on target throw percentage, yeah. still at 73.1%, but ranked 27th <laughs> among the NFL. Uh, I feel like there's things that he can improve upon, but man, this kid do not sleep on this kid. He's going to be so fun to watch going forward. The fact that he's even being considered in the MVP conversation right now is That was my next question. Ridiculous. I do think he's an MVP candidate. Why? Because he's winning games that he realistically shouldn't be winning. I watched every effing snap from that Tampa Bay, uh, from the Tampa Bay game, (laughs) and I came away with my jaw on the floor with how well he was conducting himself, orchestrating his drives. The Cincinnati game was the same way. This kid can play. He's not, he's not Deshaun Watson. You know, he's not it car. He's not any of those other guys. This is, this is a dude. Mm. This is a guy that will be a franchise quarterback for a long time. They should be so happy that the Panthers took Bryce young first overall. That's a whole other mess, but, uh, yeah, I, I love CJ Stroud. I love his ability to get out of the pocket when he needs to. I love his anticipation. I love his arm strength, his accuracy. For a rookie, this is ridiculous. He should not be playing this this well um, with a, an offensive line that is kind of puzzle pieced together. And then a wide receiver room that everybody kind of counted out at the beginning of the season. I am so happy that CJ Stroud is seeing this success because he absolutely deserves it. Patrick, you can come on here anytime. Brother, thank you. Uh, you, man. you, you you're invited to the barbecue, Patrick. Yeah, you yeah,
0: know, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're, I, like you're invited to it, but
2: hey, uh-huh. I, I I appreciate it, man. I, thank you so much for having me on. I gotta run, and go pick up my kid. Uh, but I thank you again. Would love to come back on anytime, uh, especially during the draft season. Mm. Let's let's go. Let's let's, let's do talk it. some Texans draft, baby. Thank All you right. so much, no guys. Right, this thanks, was a,
1: guys. Have a good day. Yep. <laughs> fun bro fun man and ladies and gentlemen this was a fire episode of believe in the houston texans brought to you by bet online once again man we bring you all the best guests that we human possibly can i mean i don't know anyone else who's doing former nfl players former nfl quarterbacks former nfl gms shout out to you harley man from other teams that's what's insane yeah um with that being said, my final score, let's not give it yet, Harley. Let's give it when me and you do the uh, you know, do our prediction. Maybe I don't even about think
0: I have one right now.
1: So. No, no, no. I still uh, I'm gonna rewatch the game <laughs> against the Browns. 35.
0: <laughs> that killed me. <laughs> I don't even think I got one. Boom, Nick. 35-3 Texas. Shout out Wait. to Nick
1: for the comment.
0: <laughs> but you know what? there it is. <laughs>
2: Uh, let me see. Comment.
1: Jacob asked us one question. What do you guys think about the T logo on Cal and Andre? Looks like a oh. a a Ross version of the Tesla logo. I think it looks like the Teen Titans logo, low key. <laughs> kind, you know, kind of. However, I don't. I don't like it. I
0: don't. Um, it's yeah, gonna it's, take
1: some getting used to.
0: It's it's basically so when they do the font for Texans on the engine, uh, yeah, it's that T. That's all it is. It's nothing different. Um, it's really like that. There it is, right there on your cup. <laughs> that font, the T on the right there. That is uh, there. It is yeah. That T right there. That that's all it is on the hat. They just took it and put it on the hat. I don't like it. You know why? It's ugly. I hate it. You know what it reminds me of? The Despicable Texas Ranger. Huh. That's what it reminds me. of I need some swag,
1: it. man. I need something like you know. Ast- Astros have great hats. I, I mean. It's, Let's Fantastic! See. It like it it's Astros, rockets, rockets. And oh no 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 no! Like how do they say money ball? There's them. There's us. Yes. There's fifty feet of crap. Yeah, and then the Texans, <laughs> bro. Like, we have no type of drip for the Houston mm-hmm. Texans, and it's it's sad because when CJ says I want y'all to rep the gear, I'm like, hey man, I want to rep it too, but it just don't match anything I got. Like know? I got
0: I got some cool shirts, Texans wise. Shirts, all right. You know, mm-hmm. I can find some shirts. But hat wise, it's just like it's like the same thing over and over and over. Like mm. here's another white hat, here's another white hat, here's a red hat and a blue hat. And then here's it three more times. Like come on, man. I need some I need something different. The Astros always come out with some just they just got some fire gear and the different colors and all that. I mean, come on, man. You you can't beat it. Um, I know people were talking about uh were trying to ask about uh Desmond King and all that good stuff. Desmond King seems like he's gonna be uh he's gonna be activated for the game, it looks like. Dude, Excuse I can't you. rock
1: this in the club, dude. I can't. <laughs> like uh oh, and I was shout out to Desmond King for coming back and having a big moment on that fourth down, you one know. Snap. just stonewall. That's all he had was one
0: snap. That one snap and that snap was stonewalling. The Jaguars on first and one with one second left. Absolutely fire, man. Absolutely.
1: Well, what do you think about these? For
0: man, t- yeah. man, It's all right. That's all right.
1: Yeah, but that's like a yeah, exactly. Exact. I mean I'm wearing that to a barbecue. Like a cali- you know, thing. it's like it's that's it's cool. you know, like a trucker
0: hat. I'm like, nah. Yeah, no, I'm like, I'm not, you know, but yeah, no. Shaq Griffin did ended up getting cut. D'Amico said that uh, the reason they had cut him uh, just because he wanted him to have another opportunity on mm. another team. So I'm assuming um, that Shaq Griffin is obviously the third corner when it comes to outside cornerback depth. Mm-hmm. He's not an inside guy. You got Desmond King back. You got Tavier Thomas, who just played like ass last week. But Tavier Thomas is a really what? Marcus Peters? you know it's a fun conversation to entertain landry locker threw out the idea on twitter and it's caught like wildfire and i decided to join in on it why not Mm. i mean why not you're going for a playoff run Mm -hmm. like you are outside looking in hey all hands on deck you get marcus peters bring that dog in here man Mm
1: -hmm.
0: bring him in here i mean (laughs) It's gonna be up to him. Obviously, he's not gonna get a lot of playing time the first off because Derek Stingley and Steven Nelson have been playing very, very good. But yeah, like that's what Landry Locker's uh basically bottom line was. And Marcus Peters hates Sean Payton go back to the Rams Saints playoff game there. So yeah, I wouldn't mind it. I mean, I would I would like I would like for something like that to happen. Shout out to Danny DG. We're gonna have some good merch for the lead coming soon. Hey man, we we gonna we gonna keep that one quiet, but uh, we, we definitely got something something mm. cooking on, on the burner right now. Shout out to Danny for all Shout the editing and all the highlights and everything. Appreciate everything Jenny.
1: he does. My guy, my guy. Hopefully we can do a stream pretty soon. But guys, fire episode. Believe in the Houston Texans. Shout out to our boy Patrick showing some love to CJ Stroud giving us great insight. About the dirty Denver Broncos, up. man. Guys, we'll see you in the next couple of days. Do me a favor, look at at the lead underscore on Houston on Twitter on YouTube as well. Let's get him fuck five thousand. Let's get him to six seven thousand subscribers, guys. <laughs> and and for me, just type in seven one three Houston podcast, guys. Thank you so much. Y'all have a very rest blessed every day.
2: Thank you for listening to Believe.